Good morning, All Shore. So glad to be here to worship with you today. I want to invite you, if you're here with us in person, to stand and join us for worship. And this morning, we want to begin by just singing out Christ as our firm foundation. The fact that, you know, wind and waves may come in our lives. I'm, I'm speaking, of course, proverbially. That fact that, you know, we experience circumstances and things in our lives that might shake us up a little bit. But the truth is, when we build our houses, our spiritual lives on Christ, on his firm foundation, that those things may come, the wind and the waves and, and, the, and the, you know, turbulence, but we are solid in our faith. We are solid in our belief that God is good, that he loves us and cares for each of us deeply. And so I just want to pray for us this morning, and then let's just uh, come before the Lord and offer up our gifts of worship to him today. God, we do come before you this morning, and we invite your Holy Spirit, Lord, to do what he wants to in this in this place and uh, in the homes of those joining us online. God, we just want to surrender ourselves today, laying down the things that we may be carrying today, and just inviting you, God, to come and meet us, to transform us from the inside out. Lord, may our worship just be pleasing to you today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together, church.
church, if you believe that today, give God some praise in this place. Thank you, Lord. Worship. together. Providing you 
just keep playing. Why don't you uh, find a few moments here to just sit and in your own way just ask God, ask his Holy Spirit to fill you fresh and new today. It could be a simple prayer, something as simple as God, I just need you today. But just ask him, give him space. We're hungry for more of you, Jesus. How we need you, Lord. How we need you, Lord. How we need you, Lord. How we need you, God, my God, I 
Amen. Come on, if you're glad you're worshiping Jesus this morning, can you give a round of applause? So good to be here together. That we don't just have to sing about him. We don't just have to, to read about him. I mean, he's in the room, amen? But the Holy Spirit wants to meet with us this morning, wants to encourage us, and we meet him. One of the ways that we do is in prayer. So whatever posture you need to take this morning, and I encourage you to do that, maybe it's just opening up your hands. I do just want to pray that God would give us exactly what we need this morning. So let's do that together. God, we, we look to you the first day of the week. In the morning, God, we know that we need you. That we don't want to go through this week on our own strength. And so God, we come, maybe some of us don't even know what we So God, we're not ashamed to ask. You're not looking for um, self-fulfilled people who, who get everything that they want on their own, but you want to be a source of what we need. So God, we just pray that this morning that you would that you would unclench our fists, that you would help our eyes to look up to you, that, that you are where our help comes from. God, we just pray that you'd soften our hearts this morning. Pray that you'd speak words of life to us, not words of judgment, not words of of shame, but God, that you'd speak words of life, that you would encourage us as your sons and daughters whom you dearly love, whom you died for, Jesus. And God, we don't just pray for ourselves this morning. We know that this world is yours, that every single person is created in your image, and that you have sent us, you've kept us here to be a part of your mission, to be a part of your move here on earth. And we know that we're not the only church that's a part of that. Every single church looks to you. And so, God, we lift up specifically churches in our area right now. We lift up Life Church in, in Grand Haven. God, would your spirit be with them this morning? Would you continue to use and encourage them? Would your blessing and your anointing be upon them in, in, our, in our city, in our community to move and to be the hands and feet of Jesus? God, I specifically pray for any of those in our midst, any person under the sound of my voice who's feeling discouraged, who's feeling like they need a touch for you. God, would you do something in these next minutes give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Somebody said amen and amen. Well, you can take a seat if you're here in Spring Lake. If you're joining with us online, we just want to say thanks for being with us. We're so glad that you're here. If you're new here, if this is your first time um, joining us here at All Shores or the first time in a long time, we just want to say welcome. Come on, church. Can you give them a round of applause? We're so glad you're here. So glad that you chose to spend part of your weekend with us, and I hope I hope today will be encouraging. I, I hope it'll be exactly what you need. Um, we're so excited. Today is Vision Sunday. You picked a great day to be in church. We have an amazing rest of our service planned for you today. Um, today is also step one of the journey. If you don't know what that is, our team would love to tell you about it at our connection point in the lobby. Um, and we're so excited about all the things um, happening with a new semester kicking off our online directory. Goes live today for groups, which we're so pumped about. We're, we believe that, that we really do need to be together because life is messy, that we all need people in our lives to encourage each other. And there's a group for everybody, and we'll tell you more about that in a bit. But man, I'm so excited um, for what's for what's coming up. We would love to connect with you if at all possible. If you're wanting to plug in in any way, maybe you're new, wanting to learn more about the church, the best way for us to connect with you is through our connection card. 
And so it, there's a QR code in the seat back in front of you or we have physical cards at our connection point in the lobby, but we'd love for you to fill that out sometime throughout the service. And that's our way just to get in touch with you. This is also the time in the service where we worship by giving back to God, recognizing that everything that we have ultimately is His. And so if you wanna join us in that act of worship this morning, the ways to give are on the screen behind me. Um, but man, we're so thankful for everything that you do sacrificially give to move His mission forward, both in our part of the world and across the globe. Like I said, we have a great rest of the service planned for you today. Why don't you turn your eyes to the screen? Hey church, our online directory for our next group semester goes live today, which means that at all of our campuses, wherever you are, you can go to online to allshores.org slash groups and find all of our groups that are meeting for this next semester. We believe that we're truly better together and we want you to get plugged into a community that's right for you. You can locate all of our groups and email the group leader directly. If you have an idea for a group that you are thinking about launching, it's not too late. We'd love to help you launch that for our upcoming semester as well. Whatever your question, whether you're looking to start a group or get plugged into a group, we would love to help. Just email groups at allshores.org. Hey, All Shores family. I am really excited about an event that's coming up. In fact, it's one of my favorite events that we do as a church here at All Shores. On February 18th, we're gonna have our Celebrate Marriage event. And I just personally wanna invite you to come and to be a part of that. We're gonna invite Danielle and John Freed as our speakers to come and just encourage us around healthy marriages. We've also got Megan Stark coming. Uh, she's been playing music for a number of years and just came out with her first album. And so she'll be there to provide entertainment. And then we'll also have a great meal and again, I just want to encourage you to be a part of it. It's $30 per couple. You can find out more information about the event itself at allshores.org backslash events. But come on out and be a part of a great event to encourage your marriage. I want to welcome those joining us online. Just kidding. I want to welcome those joining us online, those from our Muskegon and Coopersville campuses and all of you here in Spring Lake as well. I love messing when something happens like that. Uh, we're going to open the scriptures in just a minute. We're going to hopefully help you as we look at this vision Sunday of where we're heading and what that means. But just pray in the quiet that God would lead you, teach you, he'd speak to you. It's not about information or persuasion. It's about revelation. So we hope and pray God would meet you. But you be honest in your prayer and then I'll pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of revelation, that you have made us, each one of us, with purpose in mind. And I pray that would become more real to us today. And even what you have for us to collectively as a church, Lord, I pray that anything I have to say that's not from you, it will fall to the ground, it will be forgotten. But I do pray, Lord, that anything you want to do, you do among us. That I wouldn't hinder it, we wouldn't hinder it, but you would move, inspire, encourage and help us even to take steps towards what you have for us and who we are to be. I join with the psalmist praying the words I speak and the way we respond in our hearts and actions would please you, our rock and our redeemer. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, I want to take you with me to a, an area of border security, a customs agent hanging right there. It's your job. Picture that people are coming through all the time. And let me take you back 
to one particular customs agent that Todd Giptel tells about as he writes about. This individual watched as people came through day after day, and one particular truck pulled up and was quite suspicious to him. He's like, I'm concerned. This could be a smuggler. So they did all that they knew in protocols. They checked all the open areas. They pulled panels off the car. They took the bumpers off, checked all the wheel basins, found nothing. But he was sure the person was a smuggler and let him through. Well, this person would come back week after week after week, and they could never figure out. I just know it's not right, but I can't figure out why. This is even with the advent over the years of all the advanced technology, things like x-rays and full body scans and sonar. They tried everything and could never figure it out. And this customs worker on his very last season, the very last day, came across this same person and said to him, I just got to ask you. He said, I've watched you for years. I know you're a smuggler. I just know you're a smuggler. I promise I will do no harm I just have to know what you've been smuggling. What have you been smuggling? And the person turns to him in all honesty and says, trucks. <laughs> it was right in front of him the whole time and they never figured it out. Isn't that crazy? And I say that to you today because we're in this time of giving vision. In a sense, what vision is, is it's seeing beyond the horizon. It's not just seeing where you're going, it's seeing beyond to where you're going. You might say it's how you're going to get there. In fact, we say that our mission is really ultimately our big picture. We say is our mission as a church is to be radically loving and growing together in Christ. That very simply it means we meet people on the shores of their lives, of their failures, of their junctures, and we bring the radical love of Jesus the same way he's brought it to us, and we grow in that. That's a simple way to say it. But you go, what's that look like and how do we get there? And what I want to tell you is vision is really the sense of how you get there, how you know and have steps to where you're going to get to this horizon, to get beyond it. And so this morning, we simply want to help you with how are we going to get there. And I want to say it as simply as I can. I wish I could tell you it's this amazingly unique idea, and it's not. I think it's right in front of us. It's right in front of us, and I think we're always looking for something else and missing what God has put right in front of us that we can actually live into who he made us to be and who he made us to reach. You should have all gotten a card when you came in today that is going to have kind of two sides of this, but I want to explore the larger picture of what this means, and then we'll get into some detail of that as we walk through this. This isn't the first time we've shared this vision, but it's good to be reminded and renewed and continue to explore it. So let me just give you a picture from Scripture. We go to Acts 3, and Peter and John are hanging out in Jerusalem, two early disciples of Jesus. He's now risen, and they're walking around and they come to a man right at the temple that is lame. He can't walk. And the man begs for things, begs for some money. That's what he spent his whole life doing. And Peter makes these somewhat familiar words, at least inside the church, maybe not outside, and don't feel bad if you don't know them. But he says, listen, basically, I don't have any money for you, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And the dude does. Can you imagine, just picture your muscles are atrophying, nothing's working. And when Peter says that, in the name of Jesus, your muscles start to grow. Come on, is that not amazing? We tend to hear those things, you know, that's a nice story. No, that's a miraculous story. So what follows is after they do this, they start getting accosted by people in Jerusalem because even though you'd think it'd be great news, it freaks people out. Wait a minute, you're rattling our way of life. And so then they have another conversation where they basically say, listen, if you want to know how this man was healed, because that's what they're asking, it was in the name of Jesus, the one that was crucified by all of us, and, but the Father basically brought him back to life, brought new life, and now he reigns. 
And it continues on, and now they're really upset, and they still can't explain it. And they make this statement basically about Peter and John as they observe them. They said when they saw the courage of Peter and John, because they're not backing down, and they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. In other words, there was nothing special about them. Basically, they noticed they were unnoticeable. That's what they're saying. But this is what they paid attention to. They took note that these men had what? Been with Jesus. In other words, what changed was not them. It was who they were with and who was now in them. That's the first part of this. I don't want you to miss. Then what continues to go on is they, these leaders keep trying to get them to stop because it's messing up their way of life. And they just make this simple statement towards the end of this section. As for us, meaning Peter and John, we can't help speaking about what we have seen and heard. In other words, what you're asking us to do is deny the very experience that has changed our lives. How would we shut up about that? Can we agree? Have you ever had something that you've liked and it's significant? You're like, I just can't stop talking about it. I've heard people talk about things like cleaners and all sorts of things, a vacation spot they go to, some other newfangled diet they found, some new way to organize their life. We make a big deal of that. But all of a sudden you watch God rise from the dead and people get healed and life changed. Guess what? Would you want to shut up about that? No. Because your life's been changed. And that's a vision for us. That's not a vision of two people that are unique. That's a vision of anybody who follows Jesus can have this. Remember I said it's right in front of us? It's right in front of us. We act like those are special people uniquely planned by God instead of going, did you know Jesus intended for it to be normative for every Christian to be with him? Did you know he had planned it to be normative that every Christian would bring his love, his presence, his power to people around him because we would have the love of Jesus for people around us? Like that's the normative picture. In fact, if we're just very simply trying to understand it, this is our vision. We want our vision to be that others will take note that we've been with Jesus. I don't mean that we hope other people think we've been with Jesus, that we try to give an image of being with Jesus. That's not true. What I'm saying is people who've really been with Jesus are ordinary people that are worthy of noting because something's extraordinary that's unexplainable. Oh, you're getting pumped with me, aren't you? I know you're doing it in a very mannered, you know, I'm going to hold my dignity right now. I'm not going to show any emotion or passion. Let me be think thoughtful about this. But just for a little bit, let it loose, okay? This is the second part we'd just say. We'll bring his love to others. And we say in natural and supernatural ways. It doesn't mean every moment we get to be a part of a, a healing moment that happens but we can be, and we could be, and it, can, it should be. But it also means we naturally bring it. In other words, we learn to love him, and we learn to love others. This is a very simple vision. But what I want to play out for you today is how that comes to be, how we actually live that out, because that's where we get lost. Simple is, it's for everyone. Who's it for? Everyone. Who's it for? Everyone. That means anybody who follows Jesus can learn to be with Jesus. Who can express his love naturally and supernaturally to others that follow Jesus? You got it. Oh, you guys are good. I love it. All we're going to do today is try to give some handles to that and what it looks like. We've used this image before more on Cornish, but I want you to think of it this way. Abiding is being with Jesus. We, it's the roots that dig beneath the ground. It's where we have our source is in him. It's the center of our lives. It's alone and together. It's not just I go to be with him. It's we do. It's both alone and together. And out of that, what grows is how we're deployed. We live on mission. In other words, you go places, no one else to go to meet people no one else can meet, to love people in ways no one else can. I mean, tell me that's not an amazing strategy. And by the way, it's not simple. 
Jesus didn't go, I need to have these major events that will coalesce people. I need to come. No, Jesus said, guess what? I'm going to let my presence live in you, and you're going to go to your work and somewhere, and you're going to be in your neighborhood, and you're going to be there. Tell me that's not amazing. It is amazing. And all I'm doing is trying to help you see this can actually happen, and we can live this way. So all we're going to do today is look at these two aspects, being with him and being deployed. And rather than me tell about it, I want to invite my friend Jeff McMartin to come up. Jeff has been attending here a long time, and he's a good friend of mine too, and we've actually hung out together and really been growing together in Christ that way. So I'm going to ask him to sit, and uh, we're both going to try not to be obnoxious and sarcastic because it's both of our default, right? Tracy said I can't use any voices. I don't think I've ever heard you use a voice before. And it won't start today. No, I didn't think so. That's good. Because it'll be on tape now. Jeff, I want you to, I want to just say this. I know you're a, you're a very disciplined person. It's not new for you. And you would say even in your Christian life, you've lived in a very, I do these practices, I've read scripture, I've done different aspects. But something shifted for you. Talk about that change and what that's meant to you. Sure. So yeah, <clears throat> extremely disciplined with, um, with my life and what I do. So um, when it came to spiritual practices and when it comes to spiritual practices, you know, I get up in the morning and I do my Bible reading and prayer time, but I was treating it more as a check-the-box activity, and I couldn't figure out, I'm not, I wasn't really getting anything out of it. I, I was getting some, but, you know, you're reading it for the facts, you're reading it for the rules, you're checking the box that I got it done, and that, that was my approach. And as we've been um, working together in our discipleship group and then working really to try to abide, um, trying to shift in my practices to be um, more relational than transactional. I guess that was, mm -hmm. as we talked, that was really uh, the big thing for me. So, for example, uh, when I would read Scripture, now when I read Scripture, uh, you taught us a really good question to ask at the end is, is what does this say about God? What does this say uh, about who God is and, and what he's trying to do? And just taking some time to reflect in that way has been really, really powerful for me. I just I read the Scripture differently now. Yeah. Yeah, and describe. I know we talked about this. Like before, you do this in the morning and then describe your day and how that's different now as the day goes on even. Sure. Um, it, I checked the box. I had it done. So didn't think about it the rest of the day. So it's kind of in the back of your mind. Yep. Now, up, have yep. time with God, now, go, now do yep. the rest of my life. Yeah. And now when you start thinking about it more relationally and trying to spend time uh, figuring out who God is, and that's translated into and, and starting to bleed into the rest of my day in a, in a really good way. So as we had talked, um, Tracy, even this last week, has said, you just seem a little bit lighter. And it's not just the prayer time, and it's not just the, um, the time with Scripture, um, but we've also started to try to um, um, do, do Sabbath once a week, which is a really difficult thing when you're a list guy and you got this list and it's yeah. super long, and it's like, I'm not going to do anything really for 24 hours on this list. But, you know, setting aside that time to rest has been really, really powerful. And I think it is, um, I mean, it's obvious to her now, too. Yeah, so you would, I mean, I just want to reiterate, you're basically, what I hear is, listen, I moved from this transaction, and I'm going to get enough stuff done and have enough effort and earn this, to now I'm discovering how to be in relationship. I'm even learning to rest. And God's presence, I'm more noting, is with me, and people around me are noticing it. Yeah, for sure. And to be clear, I mean, it, it is a continuum, just like it is on the mm -hmm. card. I mean, for me, I'm just moving trying to move yeah. one step a little bit further down the path. Yeah. T tell me, I just because we had a moment in our group, all of us were talking about, yeah. everyone was under more stress. 
And in the past, when people told that when we were first meeting, it was like, oh, I can't even, I'm, my head's spinning. But you in particular, I think everyone did, what would you describe all of a sudden in the season of stress when you were learning this, what changed or what happened? I think the closer we get to an, an authentic relationship with God and with our Heavenly Father, um, it just makes, it, it gives a perspective on the rest of life. So you just, um, in that particular moment, we were all like, this is a really tough week, but it's not as bad as what it has been in the past. And it was just, I, all, I think all four of us felt the same yeah. way. So it was, it was a powerful moment to just say, you know, we're doing these things, like you said, it's the roots, right? It's below, it's kind of out of sight, but there's fruit that's coming from it. Yeah, and I love that. And that was a moment for me, too. I mean, I remember going, wow, we're all under duress and somehow. So, so just the last thing, as we yeah. talked about kind of advice, you know, think of this in your own practices and the role of others. What would you give advice to us related to that? It's a continuum. So wherever you are, if there's things that you're doing that you're not getting, you don't feel like you're growing in those areas, try something different. There's a lot of ways. Um, there's a lot of spiritual disciplines. We weren't doing Sabbath for a long time, and we're trying it. Um, it's clunky. We're not great at it, but we're trying it, and, and it's making a difference. Um, so wherever you are on that continuum, continuum uh, think about what the next step is, just a little bit forward in those. It, it makes a difference. Yeah, and then just because we've done this together, what's the role of others in your life as you're doing this? It was really powerful to have the accountability that we had in the, in the group. So that's another big part of it is, is don't try to go it alone. I mean, I get it that it's the roots and it's the things we're doing below, um, but accountability is really, really powerful. That's great. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, I want to thank you just for helping us today yeah. and always good hanging with you. You made it through a whole time without a sarcastic word. Not Impressive. One. See you, brother. I mean, it, it's been very fun for me as I continue to walk with other people and in my own life to realize it's just being honest. Instead of asking if you did this, we're asking how are you growing or how are you connected? Like, what's it accomplishing? And if you're struggling, let's not pretend. Let's just say this is hard. I don't even know how to do this. I don't know what to do. That's part of the, the role of this. And I want to just give you a few handles today with this in mind. And so if you take out the cards you should have gotten when you came in, one side is about abiding, and it basically says being with Jesus, abiding. And we give you four practices that we encourage, and I'm not saying you should do all of these all at once, but these are the four foundational ones we would say. So it's being in Scripture. We believe that when you engage in Scripture, you have the opportunity to have the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you to both be led by God, loved by God, and changed by Him, that we think that's what happens, and so it's discovering that. We talk about the practice of silence, the very thing of slowing down and sitting and waiting on him is its own beauty and reward. Even when Jeff talked about Sabbath, what's unique when you practice a Sabbath is you're taking a whole day not to do things but to be, that you're, in, you're kind of increasing the likelihood of learning to be quiet, which is learning to wait on God. The third one that we have, they might be in a different order on here, is intercession. It's learning to pray asking God, moving in our lives, discovering what that means. And the fourth one we talked to about just worship, the simple role that that plays. I'm not going to go through this in detail, but I want to offer you kind of a simple, and this will be true on both sides of these, this card, but here's a way that you make it normative. Very simply, the continuum. So if you look at your cards, it says abiding in Christ, and we wrote a continuum. And some of you who are analytical are going to be like, well, I don't know exactly what a three is or a four. We gave you general things. It's just to give you an idea. If you really try to detail this, you'll be in trouble. Just pick where you best closely find. So here's what you say is, boy, right now, maybe I'm a four. You know, I go to church some. I, I have some interest. I'm not really doing much. 
We just want you to say, can you self-identify where you are in this practice? Can you go, how connected do I feel to being with Jesus? Let's be honest. And what we love about the continuum is you're just asking to move incrementally. Okay, if I'm a four, what would it take to make me a five? What would it be this month? Just some step I would take that would help me to move closer to who God is from where he is. So, for example, if you went, I've never read Scripture all the time. Maybe you'd go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move closer by reading Scripture each day. I'm going to take the Gospel of Mark, 16 chapters, and I'm going to go for a chapter a day. And don't worry, if you get behind, there's not a thing like, well, God's making for you to catch up. And I'll just tell you one other thing that's been really helpful, both to me and everyone that at least I talk to. When you're reading Scripture and you move past a transaction, it goes like this. I'm no longer reading to finish. I'm reading for God to speak. So when I hit something, I don't go, well, i got to finish. If you're being spoken to, you think it might be a good place to stop and just pay attention to what's happening? You bet. So the outcome is not what you got done, it's what you heard. Will there be days you don't? You bet there will. But maybe it's just taking a step, moving incrementally, and then we just say it this way, do it together. Don't just do it alone. You practice alone, but you also practice together. Get in some kind of relationship. Like we want this for groups, that you can start engaging these in groups and ask these questions. They're great things that we want all of our groups to be just talking about in those ways. That's the picture of abiding we wanted to give you today, and here's some practical steps. I want us to move to the other side, this face that we're learning to be loved and love Jesus. The other one is learning to live on mission, that every one of us has a role and a place to play. And rather than me explain it to you, I want you to hear Carissa and Shelby's story as they journeyed together, that Carissa reached out to Shelby and how that was transformational, how she lived in her own setting, deployed, and how Shelby was living it too. Take a look at the story. experience with church. Um, it had been quite a few years, but it was not a very good experience. It felt very judgmental. Um, certain beliefs were pushed onto everybody, and it was just that that's what you believed, and it had to be that way. So for me, I was looking for a place where um, everybody was accepted. So we had been looking for a church um, not long after we moved, but we didn't know anybody, so not knowing where to start. Um, even though we had lived here for a little while, we hadn't really made any connections yet. My daughters and her daughters would get together. We would, get, we would go to the park after school during COVID times and play, and her kids were there for after school, so they would all play and know each other, and then, yeah, we touched base again during soccer practice and started getting to talk more one-on-one. -on -one and I just felt like I just needed to ask, do you guys go to church? Where do you attend? Um, and that was really scary, but um, I'm very thankful I asked. Um, I came from a place where um, in my younger years, church wasn't really a thing. Um, we didn't have people at my house who were loving, caring, those types of things. So I spent some time in a girl's home and in my teenage years, and we did Bible quizzing, we went to church, we did all the things, and I was baptized um, at the age of 16. 
I wasn't sure what what did church really look like? Um, what did the sense of peace that everybody talked about, you know, when they're standing in church and everybody's singing or somebody's preaching, like they're happy and they feel God and um, everybody talked about that peace and how it was calm. And that's something I was searching for. That's something I wanted to experience. Um, and what does it really feel like when God is talking to you and you actually get that one-on-one -on -one connection? So Sunday morning we woke up, we were supposed to come to church, and I looked at Jeremy and I said, I don't know if we should go. He's like, you know, we made a commitment, we should definitely go. And all the thoughts that ran through my mind were, we're gonna walk in there and everybody's gonna know that we've never been here before, and that's scary. But something told me, like, you made a commitment, this is what, this is what we're going to do. We pulled in and I said, I am not parking in that guest parking spot because everybody's gonna know that we've never been here before. So we walked in and we saw Carissa and um, I got my kids checked in and I sat down and I was like, Whew, this is not as bad as I envisioned and I am so glad we're here. We've, we've been the new people trying to figure out what church looks like and we've been new to the area and trying to find a new church home and and that's hard I want to be that person where she's like oh I know somebody I know a happy face a smiling face a hug coming in the door because I think that that breaks barriers just having one person that you might know I was glad that I could be part of that for her and her family and our kids our kids knew each other so that was a great thing too Shelby and I did group together on Wednesdays um, with another group of ladies, but then we had the opportunity. Um, both of our girls were signed up for Bible study um, on every other Monday night. They get to go for an hour and a half um, at a local church, and they get to be with girls. It's called Gems. It's girls everywhere meeting the Savior. So a bunch of girls getting together, and I saw this opportunity that we're both there, we both have an hour and a half block of time. Why don't we get together and jump into the Word together for that period of time as well? We were doing the Discovery Bible Study app um, for our group study and doing a certain track there. And so I thought, well, we could do the same thing. It's just taking a section of scripture and talking about it and discussing it. And so. We did that, we um, tailgated in their parking lot while it was still nice enough outside to do so.
probably like the third time I think that we tailgated <laughs> um, it had just been laying on my heart like to be bold and ask the question like does Shelby know who Jesus is like it's one thing to have knowledge of but to have relationship with um, I've been there myself. We opened and we started going through it and I was like, those are some really good things to think about. Going from knowing some of the word, but not really knowing him um, in a relationship. Like that gave me a lot of things to think about and I kind of felt some sense of relief. Almost like everything that I had truly felt in my heart um, was probably real and it wasn't, um, something that somebody was forcing me to believe. It's something that I actually felt and could relate to. It was for me, I remember like going home and like, what did I just say? <laughs> what did I, like, okay, here we are. I, I think I still like, sorry, I got on my soapbox for a minute there. And, um, but I, yeah, I did. I messaged her, I'm like, I'm sorry if that was too much, but I just wanted to share. Um, and I'm glad I did. It was uncomfortable, um, but I'm so glad I did. And it, like that brought me peace to know that she knows Jesus and knows what relationship, sorry, that he loves us so much and that she can have that relationship with him. You know, it was really fun to get to sit with uh, Carissa and Shelby and just ask questions uh, with the team. And you realize it's out of relationship. They have friends. Carissa loves and cares for Shelby. Shelby loves and cares for her. It's born out of relationship. A normal, everyday person, every one of us can be this, can't we? Yes, we can. And it's kind of a reminder of how God moves through relationships. So when we say you're living on mission and deployed, we're not saying you're out there trying to convince someone. We're saying you're out there learning to love the people around you, whether they respond or not. But you're going to love them. And out of love, you're, of course, going to want to share who you are. And we want to give you just a couple of simple handles. They're things we've talked about before, but I want to remind you of this. When you're trying to think about who it is I might reach out to, we call it a frank list. It's just so it gives us categories to realize who's around us. It's not because... I got a Frank, you got a Frank, everybody got a Frank too. It's the idea just gives you ways to understand. So this is what we say. I'll just go through all of them together. We say that you have all of these in your life. You have friends and relatives and acquaintances and neighbors and coworkers. In other words, where you are and the people around you are who you've been deployed to reach. So it's just asking God, who's in my life that I can reach out and love and begin to be friends and care for and be compassionate. And then with that, we say, here's some simple practices. How can I bless them? Because it's about blessing and loving them whether they respond or not. It's not an end game. It's loving relationship. And as part of that, I mean, you saw it in Carissa. She, she loves her. She wants to, her to have what she most believes in and cares about, right? And we say there's these five simple practices for bless. You begin with prayer, that you listen. You listen to love. You listen to understand, to know that you eat together because table life is a good life and a way to connect. And then we say you serve each other. There's great ways you do that. And finally, you share 
your own stories, your own life, how Jesus has met you. And so what we want to encourage in this is, on this side, in your life today, the same way we did with Abide is, can you pull that over and go, do I even have people around me? Maybe it's just asking God, show me the people around me that aren't followers of you that I can begin to pray for, that I can begin to reach out to. And all we say is, let's just start with prayer. If you're not ready for anything else, how about if you start praying and start asking them what you can pray for and see how God begins to move. And so we say this, would you begin to pray? And then would you also say, just one, one time a week, can I do some small action of blessing to someone around me that's on my frank list? could be bringing them cookies. It could be praying for them. It could be helping out with something. It could be just checking in. It could be going and getting kind of going after work and doing something, just some step. That's all we're asking for. Can you in some way move towards them? Because what we would say very simply is God will meet us when we take steps this way. And you are made both to abide and to be deployed. That is God's plan for how he's going to change the world. And that's our vision. People will note that we've been with Jesus and will bring his love naturally and supernaturally. We're asking you very simply take a step. Do something. If it's engaging in scripture in a new way, if it's just beginning to pray, can you take a simple step and then can you remember it's not alone? I want to give you one final picture and then I want to pray for us. Uh, we asked Carissa and Shelby to talk about that night when Carissa shared the gospel or she shared who Jesus is and what that was like for both of them and what it leads them to do because of all the things we encourage many of you think, I couldn't do that. I'll bring them to church so you do that or someone else does that. And the way people hear is best through the people they know and love. And I, the last thing I want is for you to leave going, I could never do this. I want you to hear their story. So take a look and hear how that unfolded. Yeah, going back to that time with Shelby sharing, um, it, was, it was uncomfortable. I, I was unsure of what I was going to say. Like, did, did I know enough to say what I think I needed to say? Um, and I was nervous on how she would respond and how she would take that and receive it. Um, but even in the uncomfortable, I knew I had to press forward because it it wasn't me that wanted to have this conversation. Like, it, yes, did I want to know for my own? Yes, but I, I honestly feel like that was the Holy Spirit prompting me, like, have this tough conversation, or not even tough, but uncomfortable. Put yourself in an uncomfortable situation because I've got this. And I just, I had, I had to walk through that door, right? It was open and I had to be the one to walk through it. I would say to anybody who is worried, nervous, um, feels like maybe this is totally out of their league or something that they could not do, I would encourage them to do it. Um, you never know what's going to be on the other side, the friendships, the relationships. Um, I can say within the last five months, my life has drastically changed from everybody because of everybody that I've been able to meet and connect with. And it's only scary for a minute, but it does get better. And the other side is so rewarding and very thankful for that. I um, have actually thought, you know, who, who am I looking for to help? Who can I serve? Um, and I'm looking for people who were like me a year ago, two years ago, even five years ago. 
um, because I'm not the only person out there struggling to find my way in life and building positive, healthy relationships. Um, so that is my hope is that I can inspire somebody who had some of the struggles that I have had um, and know that there is hope and there can be peace. I was inspired. Yeah, you can cheer that on. I found myself inspired both with Carissa and Shelby. I think with their honest pursuit of Jesus and each other. I mean, it's not a transaction for Carissa. She's going, I want the Spirit to lead me. And when he leads me, I want to follow. I got to speak about what he tells me. I'm just going to take that risk. And for Shelby to go, I'm looking, I'm searching. I want authentic people who are following Jesus. That makes this real to me. And then to say, I want to live a life, and I am living one that I can help others. Learning to be with him, and then learning to be deployed like him, to love people around you. You know, it really leaves the question of, are you pursuing knowing him, and are you pursuing loving others? That's what we're asking you to do. It's simple. There's no big thing like here's the new program and the new revelation. It really goes back to will we become people that are truly discipled by Jesus and knowing him and will we then live that out loving others? And I'm telling you, the more you fall in love with him, the more you'll want to. No question. So I simply want to pray for us with this in mind that <laughs> one person at a time, I want to take people across the border. <laughs> but the border is into the kingdom. Do we want to be in part of that? Let me ask you to pray with me now. Lord, I ask you to meet us. I have no idea where each person is or what they need, but for those here who follow Jesus, whether we've been hiding, and so and I just don't think this is real, whether we've been living in a transaction that maybe God will be happy if, would you help us to be honest and then honestly pursuing you? Any barriers, any struggles, let us be honest about that too, God, and let's not walk alone. Where we're stuck, let us find help together. And God, in the same way, the more we love you, would you help us to begin to look at others differently and love the people around us? God, would you help us to see where we live, that's where we're deployed. Where we are, that's where you're bringing your kingdom. Where we go, that's where you want to go. And not rush it, not try to perform well in it, but just look with your eyes to begin to pray and love others around us. And Lord, would you give us courage? Would you give us courage, Lord? to actually step out, that like Peter and John, we'd say, how could we not talk about what we've actually lived and experienced in you? And move among us in Jesus' name, amen. Let me invite you here to stand, and uh, we're gonna worship and have communion together, a way we kind of let what's being taught, what God did, seep into us. And he may meet you in song, he may meet you when we're in communion, but be aware that God wants to continue to speak to you as we both worship and celebrate communion. Let's do that together now. Yeah, my lowest moment. You saw me at my very worst. When I expected disappointment, love was all I heard. My sin was deep, 
your grace was deeper my shame was wide your arms were wider my guilt was great your love was greater still you ran to me when i was naked you clothed me in your righteousness you pulled me from the depths of darkness into your light again oh into your light again my sin shame was wide, your arms were wider, my guilt was great, your grace was greater still. My sin was deep, your grace was deeper, my shame was wide, your let me invite you to sit for just a few minutes we'll be celebrating communion together it's the centering act of the church it's the center way that we remember who jesus is what he's done and how much he loves us now, you'll see if you have the cup that you can peel the top and there's bread there and the bottom layer is the actual cup, the drink. Before we do that, I want to tell you that we don't have stipulations of membership here or even attendance here that we want you to be pursuing Jesus. But I would also be remiss for anyone with us or online that you don't, have not yet followed Jesus. I don't want to miss the chance to tell you. <laughs> the foundation of our recognition of God's love for us is what he did on the cross. In other words, what we celebrate at communion is God saying to us in the darkest part of who you are, in the places of brokenness, the things you never could make up for, I actually died for those things and for you. And my resurrection is an image both of your forgiveness but also the new life I want to have with you and through you. So if you've never responded to that, it's very simply in some way saying, Lord, I can't do it on my own and I need you. Thank you for your forgiveness. I receive it. I take of it. That's what we even do when we take of the bread and the cup. And then just ask him to give you new life and fresh life. That's all we want to invite for you. And that us who follow him are renewed and reminded of that as we celebrate communion. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread. It was a flat bread without any leaven. It was an image of his humility, of his sinless life. And even the piercings are an image of the suffering he would go through on the cross. He took it, he broke it, he gave thanks. He said, this is my body and it is given for you. That's how much I love you. And we discover it as we take of it. Let's take. In the same way, Jesus took the cup. He said, it's a new covenant in my blood for the forgiveness of sins. Scripture teaches without bloodshed, without life, there is no forgiveness. It comes through Jesus' very act. And once we receive it, we no longer have to try to earn his love because it's been given. So we taste the sweet taste, and then we're reminded this cup, you're supposed to help others discover it too. Let's take.
of the cup. Lord, I ask this would not just be a remembrance, but you would impart grace, you would encourage and inspire us even as we worship now in your name. Amen. Let me invite you to stand. And as we sing about the magnitude of who he is and his love, let it be not just a declaration, but a, a proclamation and even an invitation. God, help me to actually believe what I'm singing. Let's worship together. so good to be just reminded of Christ's love for us and, and how he wants to bring new life and resurrection. I want to invite you for a few minutes. Why don't you take a seat? And we just want to show you uh, what you can expect next week. We have a big Sunday coming up, and I think there's some great uh, invitation for us to invite others into it. So turn your eyes to the screen and see what we have prepared. What are we going to do? February 12th is... Don't, don't say it. You know that the NFL protects that name. We can't say the name. Yeah, but wh what are we going to do for that Sunday? Well, I've got a list of names from the National Broadcasters Association that we might be able to use. Well, let's, let's see what they are. All right, all right. Here's one. Superior Basin Sunday. No. Okay. Uh... The Excellent Receptacle Sunday. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, um, here's another. The Dazzling Pot Sunday. <laughs> no. All right, I'll give you one more. The last one is Magnificent Container Sunday. Interesting, but I don't think so. Well, I don't know what we can call it then. Well, I was thinking, we're going to have chili at each of our campuses that day. And? Well, chili, I was thinking, is kind of like soup. No, it's not. Don't even get me started with that. Well, it is not. Follow me here. Chili is like soup. Soup, bowl. Soup, er, bowl. Sunday. Yes. And what are we hoping for that day? Well, we caught up with Coach Pete earlier this week, and uh, he had a few things to share. 
Hey church family, as we're in the middle of the winter, we continue to celebrate what God is doing in and through us collectively. I mean, baptisms, people coming to faith, our kids are expanding and growing in the ministry here. We're seeing new outreach, we're seeing your generosity, seeing you simply engage more deeply in faith through prayer and seeking the Lord. And this Sunday, this coming Sunday, we have another opportunity to have God partner with us as we reach out to the world around us. We want you as it's Super Bowl Sunday to invite your friends and your relatives, your acquaintances, your neighbors, and those in your very working environment, your coworkers. It'll be a great time of looking at the heroes of our wonderful joy in, in football, but also looking at heroes in the faith and even in our own church. And after that, having some time just to hang out and get chilly together, it's a different kind of Super Bowl. And so we wanna invite you and have you invite others this Sunday. We hope that you will join us on February 12th for Soup or Bowl Sunday. <laughs> I know you're thinking they have too much time on their hands, don't you? <laughs> hey, let me invite you to stand. And I want to ask you, will you be praying with us? And even considering who you might invite, we think there'll be some great things next week on the morning to both celebrate and engage with people that might be searching. Let me have you place your hands out and give you this blessing now. May the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ continually fill you with the Spirit. May you increasingly discover the height and breadth and depth and width of his love. And may you increasingly walk out to where you go, seeing with Jesus' eyes, loving with his heart, and being his hands and feet to those around you for his glory and your joy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.